Hello and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, the Seventh Heaven podcast. I'm your co-host, Lady J. And your other co-host, Fire. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, coming out strong, T. I mean, Fire. Yeah. (laughs) I just think it's perfect right now. Son of a bitch. Can we just take a second before we get into anything Seventh Heaven related and talk about the ridiculousness of the last 40, 72 hours in Los Angeles? Yeah. Jesus Christmas. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is apropos because it's like Christmas time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think when this airs, it's like way past Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's okay. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you for bringing the Christmas spirit back. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. Like overnight. Literally three friars sprang up, mm-hmm. all sort of encircling the valley. Yeah, <laughs> and then last night the, the like another one sprang up yep. in like the Skirball. They're calling it the Skirball fire, yeah, because it's right in that Sepulveda Pass of the four hundred five. Yep, and it's been a hellish nightmare. Yeah, the air is just bad. I don't, I just, I'm constantly updating, as I know you are. Yeah, same. Just to see, like, what's going on, what's changed, but. I know. How much percent contained are they now, like, yeah. which, spoiler alert, zero. <laughs> These poor firemen, dude. Like, they're, I know. they're fighting the wind, against odds. The wind is just, like, not anyone's friend. Like, no. as, as Los Angeles people will know, like, we get the Santa Ana winds around this time, mm-hmm. and they really picked up the day the fire started. Yeah. <laughs> like. It's just so sad. Yeah. All these homes. It's terrible. I mean, Have, did you hear about this one crazy story? How this couple actually stayed in their pool? <gasps> oh, I heard about that when the Santa Rosa fires happened, like mm-hmm. a couple months ago. Yeah, um, like in the in the vineyards and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. There, one of the vineyards had a like like a little man made lake or pond wow. or whatever. And the owners and the workers and everybody just, like, chilled in the lake yeah. while their vineyard burned all around them in freezing cold water, my yeah. dad, just to, like, protect themselves, like, yeah. as everything else burned around them. This is them. what this couple yeah. did. They just didn't have enough time to get out of there by the time the, <sighs> the fire hit their home. They ran into the pool. Yeah. And this they survived, yeah. thankfully. But, like, I... No, I can't imagine. I know. I, know. I can't. Hellish. I mean, truly, like... I mean, knock wood, like, um, I personally have never been affected by a fire. Like, my house has never burned down. Like, I've never, I don't know anyone whose house has has ever burned down. And so, I think even even as these fires are burning, like, literally in my backyard, like, it's hard for me to contemplate or even, like, understand the full, like, magnitude of Mm -hmm. what we're dealing with here. But, like, truly the wrong gust of wind in the wrong direction at the yeah. wrong time like could really just like change everything for anybody and it's it's scary oh yeah uh, yeah man these firemen Ugh, i know they're saints shout out to all of the like california fire departments who have you know joined forces i think we just got um like our natural disaster cert like not certification but like um, like like it was declared a natural disaster or whatever. Yeah. So like we're getting FEMA help and stuff. Wow. And like like a bunch of federal resources and everything to like help do something about it mm-hmm. because like it's just it's out of control. Man. And yet we're here recording. I know. I know. <laughs> we are powering through to give you good people a podcast every week or twice a week as we've done for the last 
year. Yeah, so. <laughs> so without further ado, mm-hmm. let's get into episode 516, Parents. They suck. Okay. They really do. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're the good kind of parents. Ah, uh, yes, the good kind. <laughs> Which we'll get into. <laughs> oh, yeah. <gasps> Son of a bee. Okay, so the Amazon Prime spoilie is, and really it's a spoilie, Eric fears that Robbie's estranged father will destroy his future. Oh, come on. <laughs> I know. Fine. I mean, it's like, it's kind of a reveal, but not yeah. really, that the guy that shows up at the Camden house is Robbie's father. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I kind of, were you surprised? I don't know who I was expecting to play Robbie's father, but I, I'm really happy that it was Alan Thicke. Me too. Yeah, because he is a handsome man, and but I mean, we know him as, from Growing Pains. Yeah. And, and just, like, just, everything. Like yeah. In, like, even, like, in modern times. Like, yeah. the man, sh- like, shows up everywhere, like, here and there. Exactly. But Until he died, rest in peace. Yeah. But Alan Thicke was, I, I want to say, the Eric on sitcom. <laughs> Not, like, a religious, but, like, that good oh, dad. Yeah, like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah the, I know what you mean. The good dad that would always listen to his kids and would get involved, blah, blah, blah. But right. And now to see Alan Thicke in this color of, like, uh... Con artist, I basically. Guess. Yeah, it's it was kind of like shocking actually because I think because I just expect Alan Thicke when he's on the screen, like especially lately in like recent television when he's popped up. Yeah, he's popped up in like that meta way mm-hmm. where where like where the show that he's on or whatever is like banking on you knowing him from that nostalgic growing exactly. times to then like bring him into whatever world they've brought him in, and he's kind of like. He's kind of like a heightened, almost like meta version of himself or whatever yeah. in most of the roles he's done in like recent television. But like seeing him on Seventh Heaven in this light was really kind of like, um, it was like weird. It, yeah. Like it didn't match up. It was like, like I didn't expect that kind of performance out of him, mm-hmm. you know? Because he's, like, legit just, like, a garbage person, yeah. you know? In the worst way, because he's manipulating his own son, which, yeah. like, fuck you, you know? You you uh, you kind of need to refresh my memory here. Okay. Was Alan Thicke on This Is Us when the uh, when um, Kevin's character was on the show The Manny and he comes in playing yes. his dad? Yes. Of course, playing the dad. That was, like, legitimately, like, the last thing he did. I In fact, so, right? I think it aired after he had already died. <gasps> yeah. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, it was, like, this weird, like, whoa. <laughs> wow, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess that was the, the last yeah. thing he did. And again, of course, he's playing a dad on a sitcom. Yeah. And when he comes in, you're like, oh, shit, it's Alan Thicke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Whereas in this one... I mean, you still say, oh shit, it's Alan Thicke, but like right away that goes out the window when you realize what kind of guy he is. Yeah, all the shit he said. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's not great. But you know what I was struck by? Especially when they're in the same scenes together. The resemblance is pretty uncanny between him and Robbie, man. Yeah, I that like they, they it's picked the right dad. Amazing casting, if yeah, you think about it. They like, picked the right guy to play his father. Like, it's perfect. He's like. Alan Thicke is legitimately an older and grayer Adam Lavornia. Yeah. Like, what? Like, it's yeah. crazy. Lavornia? Lo- I'm making it up how to pronounce his last name. Lavornia? I don't know. Whatever. Lavornia, I guess. But whatever. Two handsome guys on screen. <laughs> it's all good. I don't know. Alan Thicke was never, like, handsome to me. Yeah, but he, but he just always looks like, um, 
okay, maybe not handsome, but he has charisma on screen. That's true. That's oh, the best way sure. to put it. He has for charisma. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, and like his eyes twinkle and shit. Like yeah. I'll give him all that. I'll give him that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I mean, yeah, like that's how that happens. Yeah. <laughs> like he shows up at the freaking Camden house, and okay, the thing that like struck me though, beyond of course the reveal of like oh shit, Robbie's dad's here or whatever, is the way he's talking, like the way he speaks when we first meet him on mm-hmm. the scene when he hasn't even come into the house yet. Like, who the fuck talks like that? I have no idea. Did the church send you over? Oh, will you look at me? Where are my manners? What must you good people think? I'm Ed, Ed Palmer. I was looking for Robbie. I uh, was just passing through town, and I heard he was living with you good people, and uh, I thought I'd look him up. Robbie's at work. Did you say your last name was Palmer? Yes, ma'am. Just like Robbie's? I hope so. I'm his father. Right? I'm his father. Like... I, I heard he was living with you, you good people. people, and, like, who, t- I mean, but you know who talks like that? Robbie. Yeah! Robbie <laughs> fucking talks like that. Like, like now that I'm saying it out loud, it's so obvious. Like, Robbie's always taking random fucking pauses for no reason, yeah. and, like, saying weird shit, like, totally. Other than they. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Robbie and his May. Uh, it's the worst. But, like, it's weird, right? I mean, like, yeah. I'm not just making it up because he's, like, weird. Like, it's it's a weird way of speaking. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, I hear you. Like, little things. Like, I heard he was living with you good people. <laughs> like, and all I thought was, shut the door, shut the door. Don't let him in. And that's the thing is, like, either, either he's doing... Okay. He's either laying it on really thick, pun intended, that he's not a good guy mm-hmm. like like the actor is choosing that that way yeah. of speaking like to to illustrate that yeah or it was direction that was given to him like like try to talk like robbie yeah <laughs> that's true i don't know because well i got the bad vibe obviously yeah, yeah like, which right away you get that vibe yeah or, and then it's it's brought even into fuller light when he's sitting down talking to Eric and Annie like as they're offering him like milk and cookies or whatever. yeah oh yeah coffee and, and cookies yeah and like though just everything that he's saying is like so obviously not the truth yeah I was in the Peace Corps in the 70s did I say 70s I meant 80s <laughs> like why who was, fucks that up and for, what and why was the Peace Corps in a developed country yeah and just the like the immediate working on a well the immediate lie of like I didn't leave my family because I was cheating on my wife. I left my family to go take care of my parents who were like ailing and needed me. Like, yeah. if that's the case, your wife like, wouldn't have left you. Exactly. Your family wouldn't. Like, that's not how any of this would have gone down if yeah. you had to go and be with your family. Like, yeah. no one's gonna start talking shit about you if that's the truth. Like, really? I know it makes no sense. He's not a good guy. Yeah, just full of shit. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, okay, so Robbie comes, so Robbie's working at the grocery store, and Eric, like, calls him over, calls him back to the house, Mm because, like, to, like, because he needs to see his father or whatever, Mm -hmm. but Eric and Annie, like, don't know how he's going to react to seeing his dad, so they don't tell him right away. Yeah. And to be honest, I was expecting Robbie to, like, not be happy about it. Mm -hmm. Same. Right? Same. 
Because, well, the way he speaks about his father. Yeah. Like, oh, this is where my dad brought my mom to have an affair and blah, blah, blah. Like, nothing is in good light. Well, to be on, to be fair, though, that thing about, like, this is where my parents started their relationship does kind of sound like Robbie sort of glorifying his dad in that regard. Like, I guess. But, but, but we know, though, that the story of Robbie's dad is, like, that he's not a good guy. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how we know that, though, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> well, maybe we just assumed it, because maybe he said, like, he left my mom when we were young or something. That, but, I mean, we just get the vibe that his parents are up to no good. Because, you know, whenever yeah. he's homeless and goes and lives with, well, before he became homeless, right. and, you know, goes lives with um, Cheryl, uh-huh. mo- you know, my mom just, like, took off. Like, really? Yeah, just that's takes not up. great. <laughs> yeah, and, wait, okay. You have to remind me. Um, Lance Bass, the brother, I don't remember his name. It's another R. Yeah. Yeah. You mean Lance Bass's character's name? Yeah. I want to say Ronald? No, Ronald's the other one. Mm. This one was, who cares, Richard? Who knows? Yeah, but what I'm trying to understand is, is he younger than Robbie? That's what's unclear. I think I assumed that... Lance was younger, but the other right? one was older. But yeah, that's what I that's what I understood. But so what I'm thinking is, okay, so this younger brother, probably still finishing high school, you're gonna up and leave. Yeah, where did he go? I kept thinking about that the There's, whole this whole episode. I was like, wait, what did happen to Robbie's brother? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'm like, thank you for leaving a lot of holes and a lot of questions for me to try to figure out well, for no good reason. Except that they do clarify. So at the end, we find out that I guess his brothers are both younger than him, mm-hmm. and they're in Florida with his mom. Yeah, because he talks about like what he did with them mm-hmm. before he came to Glen Oak or whatever. I don't even know why I'm being all secrety about it. Like, we find out through a series of events. Well, not even the series of events. Robbie's mom calls Eric. Yeah. And we finally meet Robbie's mom. And she's so not what I was expecting. Yeah, same. I was expecting, to be honest, more of, like, a trashy kind of, like, hot mess of a person. Yeah. And she's just, like, this older woman mm-hmm. who, like, is just, like, a woman. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, she's pretty chill. I can't remember... I know I've seen her in so many things, but right now I'm not oh, forgetting she's like, them. She's, yeah. she's famous character actress Caroline Harris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, she like if you saw her face, you'd know her instantly from wherever. Um, but, like, she calls Eric, and she says that, like, um, Ed, Robbie's dad, was just in Florida and, like, stole money from her and, like, tried to, like, con his way into her life. Mm-hmm. And now she's worried that he's going to do the same thing with Robbie. Yep. And we find out later that, like, yeah, he took the underage brothers out or whatever and, like, stole money from them and, like, just not a good dude. Why are you stealing from your kids, man? I know. That's really fucked up. And he's doing it to Robbie, too. Yeah. Because he, he basically, like lies to Robbie and says like oh I wrote you every day and your mom poisoned you guys against me and like you didn't I get just, my letters yeah you didn't get my letters yeah right and like I you know now I know that the that the worst thing I did was like not fight for you guys harder or whatever and cons Robbie into like signing a lease on an apartment yeah so they could live together yeah put a deposit down like holy shit you know like Jesus <laughs> No good. Not good at all. And then, um, 
And then we also find out that, well, I mean, okay, maybe I'm getting a little too ahead of myself here because, because Eric finds all this out from Robbie's mom, and like Eric comes home to like tell Robbie all this because mm-hmm. Robbie's like all jazzed to see his dad again or whatever, and he knows he's not a good guy. Eric knows he's not a good guy. Yeah, and so does Annie. Both of them know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, Eric, like, wants to tell Robbie all this, but then, like, Robbie springs it on them that, like, he's moving out tomorrow. They're moving into their new place. Oh, isn't that exciting or whatever? And he and Robbie have this, like, huge fight. I finally have my dad around after years and years of not having him, and everyone's trying to take him away. Uh, No one's trying to keep that away from you, but we are trying to protect you. I don't need protecting. I can take care of myself. And I know my dad's not perfect, but neither am I. I hate to be the one to tell you this, but... Yeah, the police in New York are looking for my dad because he wrote some bad checks. Yes. See? He told me that. He didn't have to, but he wants to be honest with me. Look, one more night and I'll be out of here and everyone can stop worrying. I'll be fine. My dad will be fine. We're going to take care of each other and we're going to be just fine. (laughs) I mean... Talk about impassioned. Yeah. <laughs> like, There's a lot of fine in that. <laughs> yeah. But also, you know, it's it, it's so predictable. Like, I knew I knew that the minute Eric confronted Robbie, Robbie was going to blow up and get all out of proportionately, like, pissed mm-hmm. off. And, and what's so funny is, like, if I was Eric in that moment, right after he's like, fine, 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 right? If I was Eric, I'd be like... Look at how you're talking and look at how I'm talking right now. Mm-hmm. I'm super cool and calm and you're just getting more blood boily and like flipping out on me for like and mm-hmm. I'm sitting here very calm. What does that tell you about your relationship right here with your father? Yeah. Like like you know like listen to yourself. Like yeah. like you're losing your mind trying to defend this guy. All I'm saying is listen to your mom. <laughs> you yeah. know? Like yep. relax, you know. And he is. He's losing his mind over it. And then we cut outside to Ed, who's, like, listened to all of this. And that, like, disgusting, like, smirk he's got on his face. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I get to use this now. Like, oh, like, my son's on my side. Like, mm-hmm. I'm winning this battle or whatever. Like, ugh. Horrible. Yeah. Not fun. So then, of course, Eric goes and like talks to Ed Mm -hmm. and we get a pretty big bomb dropped on us here guys like it's pretty freaking epic actually Robbie may not be my son but he is a part of this family and this is the best place for him and he knows that but he loves you or the idea of you he's willing to risk his future because he believes he has a future with you you can't stop me from getting an apartment with my son state of New York can. Is that a threat? No, it's not a threat, but... Okay, it's a threat. Robbie's welfare means a lot to me. If you don't leave, I'll call the police, I'll let them know where you are. I don't want to do it, but I just... I can't just watch Robbie throw everything away. I... I love him. And he'll never reach his potential if he's too busy taking care of you to take care of himself. That was like that legit took me aback, man. Yeah. I was like, wait, did he just say he loves him? Yeah. Like it was pretty intense. Yeah, because he loves this kid like it like he is his own son. Yeah. In such a short amount well, I don't know about short amount of time. Let's I guess be real. it's been several months. Yeah. 
But still, I mean, short amount of time considering, like, his indiscretions in the mm-hmm. past. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and Annie feels it too because there's that moment earlier where they're talking about Ed and what are they going to do and whatever. And she's like, when did Robbie become one of our kids? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know, but he is. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, this is huge, man. Yeah, they love the kid. I know. It's kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like kind of weird, but not that weird. I don't know. It's the Camdens, you know? Like They, they love just, everybody. They care too hard about everyone. Yeah. <laughs> care too hard um so yeah so then so ed basically like has no choice like Mm -hmm. he knows that the jig is up he's gotta like do the right thing as he says okay and then and then i just watched this is us okay okay the most recent episode as of this recording which is number three Mm -hmm. and spoiler alert for this is us um randall's grappling with like letting go of his foster kid Mm -hmm. to her real mom yeah because now she's out of prison or whatever and he knows in his heart of hearts that like that chick's that that kid's mom is like gonna fuck up again and her life's gonna fall apart again and the and then the kid is gonna be all like you know in the next foster home and she's never gonna have stability civility but in the end he also realizes that like that like that's her mom and like the life they've built the traditions they have the things they've got mm-hmm. going on together like he'll never be able to fully like replace that or yeah. fit into that life mm-hmm. and so right now it's the right thing to do to like let her go back to her mom mm-hmm. and then, so then that got me thinking about this because i was like okay so is it did eric do the right thing because, yeah, Ed's no good. Yeah, Ed's the worst. Yeah. Ed, Ed's, like, a con artist, and he has no money, and he's using his son and shit. But, like, can you really replace a father? I don't know. It, I mean, I don't think you can. I don't think you ever can. But uh, I guess the difference between Deja, mm-hmm. she's 12 or 13, and yeah. Robbie is 19, and he should have that choice of maybe really looking at, like the hard truths about where you are where you've been and where you're gonna go yeah but but see but eric takes that away from him by unilaterally deciding ed's gotta go yeah i i know i mean ultimately i think robbie would have come to that same conclusion because he does call his mom and talk to her and mm-hmm. get the truth out of her about like everything so he probably would have come to that same conclusion on his own yeah but like eric is still the one who like tells ed that like he's gotta go because robbie won't live up to his potential if he Mm -hmm. stays which is not wrong and that's the thing is like we all know that that's true yeah but it's hard to like you know yeah say that or know that i don't know It, it yeah yeah i don't know i don't know what i would i as the bigger picture i would say fuck yeah eric good job yeah. You're protecting him like he's your son. Right. You know? But again. And and which is an interesting segue, I guess, because it's it's a thought that I also had in Annie's storyline where I was like, okay, but like what makes you the authority, Annie? You know? Which we'll get into it once mm-hmm. we wrap up the Robbie stuff. But like I kept having these moments with Eric and Annie in this episode where I was just like Mm, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, I think the show wants you to just go like, yeah, you're right. But like, 
are you? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Um, but we'll get into the Annie stuff. So let's wrap up the Robbie stuff. Um, so, like, Ed's going to bounce, whatever. Robbie has been talking to his mom and, like, gotten the whole story from her and everything. And then the Eric and Robbie have this scene towards the end. I'll just play it. I figured all I had to do was pay the rent and he'd be there. Like he never was there my whole life. To have a dad, I'd do almost anything. Uh, after I dropped Ed off the bus station, I stopped by the apartment. I got the landlord to give me back your deposit check. That was very fatherly of you. What exactly did I do to deserve you and this family? I think you dated Mary. So you do this for all your daughter's ex-boyfriends? No. Just the special ones. Thanks. You're welcome. I want to give you a hug. You know, I want to give you a hug, too. This will be our first hug. Yeah, it will. Fucking music! <laughs> That was very fatherly of you. Yeah. <laughs> Super long pause. God. <laughs> I think I want to hug you too. Um, this will be our first hug. Like you have to say that the the subtext is there. Just hug. Yeah. Like, it's fine. <laughs> but I I I will admit though, whenever he said, "Do you do this for all your daughter's ex boyfriends and like only the special ones?" I'm like. Mm. <laughs> I know I'm pretty sure like he would have done this for anybody really if we're being honest yeah <laughs> uh, but in my head I was like mm, I don't know <laughs> oh my gosh um so yeah so that's pretty much Robbie's whole deal yeah and this ep <laughs> he has a family oh, oh my god Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm torn between talking about Ruthie, Simon, and Lucy next. Like, I don't know where to go from here. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, what does Simon have? Yeah. Okay, let's, let's just kill, like, kill. Let's yeah. just knock Simon out, maybe. Oh, yeah, this. he's a little shithead in this one. Okay, he is... Yeah, no, he is, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. He just is. Like, he... Annie keeps telling him, like, you know, like, do your paper, or you're not gonna go out. And he keeps not doing his paper and yeah. wanting to go out. And it's this very simple, Simon. Like, yeah. you know, this has been the rule in your house for the last, I don't know how, how old you are now. Yeah. Like, this isn't news that your parents are going to give a shit about your grades and, like, tell you when and when when and when you can and can't go out. Yeah. Like, that's not news. Why is it all of a sudden a big fucking deal? I don't get it. Yeah, same. I, I It just, it got annoying with Simon just, you know, being petty and a child. But whenever I saw all those boys walk in... Oh my god, that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It was ridiculous, but I also... Uh, but, like, I, I know what Simon's doing. Like, he's... One, you're undermining your mother with bringing all the boys into the house so she can't say no. Oh, you think that's what that was? Oh, that... Th because, like, 
I know I've tried to play that game or that rule. Like, you know, I know I've tried to play that at least once with my parents. But, but he knew... Okay, this is why... I, okay, I'm like, I'm torn because I think you're right as I'm thinking about it. But the whole way that it plays out is like, he comes downstairs all ready to go out and... And he's like, where are you going? And he's like, you said I could go out. And she goes, did you finish your paper? And he's like, almost. He's like, then she goes, then you can't go out. And then all the guys show yeah. up. So, but you're saying that he knew he wasn't going to, he knew he was going to have that fight anyway because he knew he didn't finish his paper. Yeah. So preemptively, he called up all the guys That's in. what I think, yeah. That's pretty actually, yeah, that does sound like something Simon would do. And, and so with all the boys in the house he's probably thinking that he can persuade his mom or get her to... Yeah, because she won't humiliate him in front of all his yeah. guys Yeah, and or she whatever. flat out, like, I was like, no, Annie, fucking, like, stand your ground oh, yeah. and tell that little shithead to go upstairs. Oh, my God, he's such a little shithead. And, like, honestly, though, it's kind of awkward. Like, like these boys, okay, they're all together for some reason. Like, like if, if we're thinking in the bigger picture here, like... Did they all get dropped off at the Camden house? Who was gonna pick them back up and take them to the promenade or whatever? Yeah. Have they all just been walking like as like a horde, well, like picking up one guy then the next yeah. and like making their way to the Camden house? Well, we <laughs> met that one kid that has Keith. his license. Yeah, yeah. Keith. Oh, Keith driving. But yeah. there's like six boys with him. Whatever. He's they just been never in that car. One of them is gonna sit in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's so stupid. Like, who does that? Like, oh, and even worse. So, so six, like, a bunch of six guys in one car pull up to the Camden house, and they and they all get out to go pick up Simon? Yeah. Like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, you'd think they'd honk and, like, Simon would come out or something. Exactly. You know? like, it makes no sense. Uh. It's silliness. Um, but then, yeah, and then so basically, Annie, like, tells him he can't go out. He mopes and sulks goes back to his room and she tells him that like he can't be expected to be treated like an adult if he's not going to act like one you yeah know, like take responsibility or like like talk to his mother you yeah know, he's, or he's flat out ignoring her. yeah he's being a little bitch and then she's like i want to read your paper and then when she does it's garbage mm -hmm. <laughs> she's like she's like what the hell happened like you had months to work on this like what is wrong with you and he's all He's all, oh, I'm not going to do an, get an A-plus on every paper or whatever. Yeah. And then it becomes this weird thing where I think the lesson kind of gets away from her a little bit. Because then it becomes about working hard. Yeah. As opposed to, like, doing the right thing, which I think was the lesson. I'm not even sure. Yeah. All she had to say was be accountable for the things that you're going to do. Yeah. Hold up to your agreement with, like, I guess in agreement with like your schoolwork, like you're here to do the work. Yeah. So do it and do it and do it well. No, not like you know just last minute. Ah, oh, whatever. I'm throwing it out yeah. there. But but I mean I get it. He's trying to. He's a teenager. I know. I know. But I, so what she does end up telling like the lesson ends up being that like that like unless he gives his work his all like yeah. unless he puts everything he has into it. Yeah, he'll get by. He'll do fine. Mm -hmm. Like, he'll pass or whatever. But he's never going to fully feel, like, satisfied in himself. And, like, sure, he'll have time to, like, goof off with his friends and stuff, but he'll never be, like, happy mm -hmm. with, like, the level of success he achieves or whatever. Which, yeah, okay, that's true. <laughs> but, like, 
kind of sort of maybe not the whole point i don't yeah. know it's it was a weird thing with simon this episode mm-hmm. like super incongruous with the character i feel like like he's not usually this obtuse or like this like dumb yeah. you know about stuff i don't know i agree whatever like they they had, they had to keep him busy i guess yeah with the bullshit story that keith though his friend what a little shit yeah yeah. Like, oh, oh, I didn't like him. Now I sound like my mother. No. That little Heath. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine, like, you you have kids, and they bring oh, their God. friends, and you're like, oh, God, I hate See, these kids. That, I mean, we've talked about this before, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, how how do parents ever just, like, let their kids out of their sight? <laughs> like, yeah. go out into the world and, like, make choices and be smart? Oh, my God, kill me. I swear, I think I can remember my mom telling me, like, keep your eye on that friend of yours. And I'd say, why? Oh, yeah, right? And I would say, why? And then she'd be like, just be aware. Mm-hmm. Just choose your relationships wisely. That's all she would say. And I'm like, Ugh, now you're... <laughs> I know. I'm lucky. Actually, now that I'm saying this, I'm I'm wondering if I don't even remember everything to be true. But like, I I feel like my parents never even did that much with me. Like they were they were always pretty chill about like who my friends were. Mm-hmm. That being said, though, I never really had very many friends anyway, and it's not like I was like a social butterfly. So years later, when my siblings became social butterflies. And they're like trying to go out all the time, and it's like, who are you with? What are you doing? And and then I would look at that, and I remember asking my mom. I was like, God, like, was I like that? Did I ever have to like, you know, were you guys ever like, who are you going? What are you doing? And mm-hmm. she and she was like, No, but Jack, you never really went out. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I was always. I'm still a very much like a homebody. Like. I mean, I have my very tight circle of friends, yeah. of which you are one, of course, and and that's pretty much it. Like, I don't really yeah. branch out. Like, I'm not trying to like go out and do things all the time, you know? Yeah, my mom would only like she wouldn't do this with all like all my friends, whoever I brought over. But I I think I know she's done that at least like two or three times. Was she right? Yeah, she was definitely right. right. And I had the feeling too, but like, you know, it was one of those things you're like, am I just overreacting? And then like when she said something, I was like, all right, I guess I'm right. Yeah. And then just, it had to play out and fizzle out on its own. And that's the lesson that my mom always taught me was like, was like, when you have friends, like if you're, if you have to have like this big blow up, we're not friends anymore moment, you were never friends to begin with. Yeah. Because that's not how friendships end or are or mm-hmm. whatever. And she's totally right because because all of my quote-unquote like friendship, like real friendships that, mm-hmm. that are no longer friendships are just sort of ended like of their own, like, like they just ended when the time was right for yeah. them to end, like on their own, you mm-hmm. know? And I always think about that, like a lesson learned from my mom. Like, like if you have to like have a big fight to like end something and that's true for like romantic relationships too yeah. like if you have to have this huge blowout like I'm never gonna speak to you again it was never real to begin with yeah you know it's true yeah it's true yeah man man maybe mom. we should just end the episode here <laughs> nah, drop we that still, mic <laughs> we still gotta talk about Lucy oh my god and, and Ruthie. Ruthie um let's talk about Lu- Ruthie first okay cause that's cool. dumb as fuck 
Um, first of all, straightened hair, Ruthie, once again. Yes, it's here to and stay. And much more straightened. In fact, did you notice every single woman in this episode had that stick straight? This was definitely the time when that was the stat, like the fashion, yeah. like to have that stick straight, like but ironed hair. When we get to, you know, Lucy and whatever, yeah. but I, there's something that I, when it comes to Annie and her hairstyle. God, it's fucking tragic. What is happening with Annie? Man? But I really think this hairstyle was on purpose to drive that mother storyline home. You think? Oh, yes. Like, you think they made her look fr- kind of frumpy on purpose? I really do think so. I actually disagree. I'm going the other way and thinking over the last several episodes, I've noticed that, like, something is, I don't want to say wrong, but, like, different with Aunt. Like, I don't know if it's, like, a Catherine Hicks thing or what, like, what was going on in her life or whatever, but they're lighting her differently. Yeah. Her makeup is different. Mm-hmm. Her hair is, like, way more, um, like like kind of like flat and like not as Mm -hmm. voluminous and like and she's gained weight you can tell yeah she's gained a significant amount of weight and they keep trying to like hide it and shit like behind things like do you notice like like all that business with the towels that she was doing when simon is dealing with the kids Mm -hmm. like that's like what like you know she has like these four huge towels that she's barely folding while she talks like yeah. you know it's this weird like something's going on here with Annie these last few it's, episodes yeah it's true but I don't know something about her look and then with that other mom and her look I was like okay I feel like they're trying to do something here hmm. yeah I know she's like you're right she it's, has changed different yeah yeah she has changed but her eyes or some like there was like a couple of shots of her face where I'm like, what is going on here? Because like she's not she doesn't have the usual makeup that she usually has. You're right. But what but what do they do differently? Is it that she doesn't have any eyeliner on or what? doesn't have any eyeliner on? And really her hair does make a difference. I she know. would have a lot of volume. She would have like not you can tell it was like a fresh blow dry. Like you get what I mean? Yeah. Like that fresh. And she had those layers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like this flat Bob with like this random like bang piece that yeah. she's got. And she's like tucking it into yeah. the side. And it's just like, what is happening, Annie? I know. But like, not that she was ever like fashion forward to begin with, but like she looked fine. Yeah. You know? That's now she just looks step. frumpy. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll turn around or something. I don't know. Let's talk about Ruthie. Okay, yes. So Ruthie is on a mission. To get herself a makeup kit. Yep. Which, what the fuck is that even? Is that, like, it, when she finally gets it, it looks like it's a briefcase. It's yeah. It's just got, like, what, all of the makeup in mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And she, like, wants it so bad, and, like, everybody, including her siblings, are like, you're too young for makeup. Yeah. Like, let it go. You're not going to get it. And then, of course, Rachel's got it, so now, so that's why she wants it. And she has all this money saved up. And so she calls Mary, and we fi- we get Mary in this episode, like, for zero reason. Like, Mary has no business being in this episode. Like, for someone who has met, who is supposed to have, like, left, I feel like she's in the show more than she ever was yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ruthie calls Mary. Look, what I need from you is a plan. A plan? Yeah, a plan. I want to do something, and Mom and Dad say I can't. You practically made a career of doing stuff Mom and Dad said you couldn't do. And look where that got me. They're going to send me to Buffalo for buying makeup? 
<laughs> they aren't going to send me to Buffalo for buying makeup. <laughs> and all I'm thinking, I was like, oh, you brat need to shut up. Oh. Dude, Ruthie is like a freaking real life Angelica from the Rugrats. Right? All she's missing is cookie. I mean, yeah, seriously. But, like, she's, she's just a bratty young little girl who, like, wants what she wants when she wants it. And mm-hmm. she's going to do it. She's going to break all the rules and yeah. manipulate anyone she can to get what she wants. Shit. And so she does. She manipulates Matt into taking her to the mall under the pretense that she's going to buy her mom a gift. Because she's a great mom. Yeah. And she deserves it. <laughs> And then Matt's all, like, feeling good about himself. And he's like, yeah, I'll go to the mall. Maybe I'll get something for mom, too. <laughs> she smiles. <laughs> Sucker. Um, when a 10-year-old can manipulate a 20-year-old. Dude, yeah. Um, or 21, whatever he is. Whatever he is. If she's even still 10. <laughs> she's 10. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> I'm like, she's 10. Yeah. Um, anyway, so she gets her makeup kit. She's all, like, sitting pretty. She calls Mary to gloat. And Mary's like, this is not going to end well. You're going to get caught. And she's like, no, I'm not. And then she puts on this makeup and she can't get it off. So she needs Annie's help anyway. And so it all comes out and Annie's pissed. But not as pissed as Matt is when he finds out. And like Matt decides that he's going to like be the grown up and like, or like take the reins on this one. Yeah. And punish her. Yeah. So he goes up there to talk to her. And there's this great moment. I don't have the clip, but, like, he's he's telling her, like, what she did wrong and everything. Mm-hmm. And she goes, why are you being mean? And he's like, I'm not being mean. I'm being nice. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting. Like, what a cool little take on it. Like, for someone as, like, dumb as Ruthie to, like, learn that lesson of, like, no, no. Your brother yelling at you to teach you a lesson, that's not being mean. That's yeah. the best thing that's ever going to happen to you. Yeah. You know? Like, if you learn the fucking lesson, which mm, she doesn't. True. And then Mary calls, and she, and Ruthie's like, how did you know? And, and he's, What and, are you, psychic? Yeah. And Mary's like, well, I told you. I just wanted to make sure you're okay, and blah, blah, blah. And so they they phone hug it out. Yeah. And um, and then I guess Ruthie learns her, learns her lesson. Although, whatever, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it obvious she's my least favorite character? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just don't care. I don't care about her at all. I just don't like what they do with her character. They give her moments of where she's one smart little cookie yeah, and quite wise and very emotionally there when like she cares about someone. And then they give me this little asshole. I know. And I don't even want to deal with her. Like, take her off screen. Thank you. I know. Like, Ruthie's at her best when, as you said, when she's... When she's able to have these, like, emotionally resonant mm-hmm. moments, you know? Yeah. Where, where she, like, where she's, like, wise beyond her years and, like, she, like, drops a truth bomb or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Or, and then also she's at her best when she just, like, makes, like, a funny zinger or, like, yeah. a sarcastic comment or something. You know, I'm okay with the sarcastic comment. And I'm okay with yeah. her actually being a little sneaky but I don't like how she's mean about her sneakiness. This is what I don't like. Yeah. I'm all for a kid being sneaky and all for the kid being just a little clever or trying to see if she can get something past her parents. But she doesn't have to be mean or a brat. This is what I don't yeah. like. No, you're right. That I think that's the quality that I don't like about this kid. Like, Simon can be sneaky. 
he can be like he can try to manipulate a situation in his favor. Yeah. But he's not mean. Yeah. He's really not. And and he handles everything sarcastically. Like and that can come off as like, okay, you're being a dick, but like you laugh with Simon. Yeah, no, you're totally right. You laugh with you're Simon. You're totally right, because exactly, exactly that. Simon can be just as manipulative and sneaky and whatever as Ruthie is, but for whatever reason, either it's his charm or because he's not mean, like he's not Yeah. He's never coming from a place of like Ha! Yeah. I'm gonna get you, or like, or like, uh, I fucked you over, or whatever. Because she she delivers insults in the process of her doing this thing. Yeah, that's that's what it is. She yeah, that's what I mean. Like, this is how she's mean. Yeah, I also just too. I think part of my struggle with Ruthie is like, we haven't really, excuse me, seen any moments of like real growth with her. Like she keeps fucking up. And then, like, getting a less, like, you know, getting a talking to or a punishment and, like, quote-unquote learning her lesson. And then, and then that's it. And, like, it's all self-contained in a single episode. And then the next episode, she's on to the next bratty or, like, stupid thing she's doing. It's, like, what's, what's the end game here for Ruthie? Like, where where, where are we going with this character, you know? Like, I can, I, I like, I loved her in the Valentine's Day episode when she goes, Am I the only one that's okay with rejection? <laughs> like, do, that that yes. level of brattiness, yes. I like. Which, because that's not even bratty. That's yeah, just her like dropping in the line, being snarky yeah. in that moment, whatever. But I'm all about that. That snarky, that attitude, that I'm totally okay with. Because it's not like, it's not attitude in the, she's being mean, but it's an attitude that I can totally yeah, stand behind. Yeah, it's her personality yeah. of like, you guys are all crazy or whatever. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Mm. I know. She's one to watch. <laughs> You're the one that made a career out of it. Like, you fucking shit. Are you kidding me? Like, how dare you? It's like, did you know you called me, Ruthie? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't need to sit here. Yeah. I'm going to hang up. Yeah, Mary, you were in bed asleep. In Seriously. <laughs> okay, and then, sorry, but since you brought Mary back into the picture, I I need to talk about the ridiculousness of, like, the weather that's happening in, in Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. It's like fucking Chekhov's weather, man. Like, <laughs> either pay it off or don't. Like, I don't give a shit about the weather if it's not going to result in, like, the house being torn apart. Yeah. Like, who gives a shit? Why are you showing me a storm? Or not even, you're, like, I'm seeing shadows being played behind Yeah, her. yeah, with, like, thunder noises and shit. Yeah. And, it, like, for no reason other than, like, what, Verity? Like, oh, it, see how it's different than Glen Oak? <laughs> Like, what? Uh, it's so stupid. Yeah, I know. So dumb. Uh, I really, I'm so over Mary's departure at this point. Like, like if you're going to be departed, be departed. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm done. Uh, okay. So. Lucy, Lucy, Lucy. Lucy, Lucy, Lucy. Or should I say Lucy, Ashley, Serena, and Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> um... Okay, where to begin? Uh, let's talk about Jeremy. Let's. Goodbye, Jeremy, I guess. Yes! The, I, mm, we mentioned this. Are we ever going to see him again? spoiler alert you right now? Please. He's coming back. Oh! <laughs> oh, okay. And here I, I looked thought, it up. I looked it up because I had to. I know, because when she said, oh, Jeremy moved away or whatever, he her dad got accepted to the, what is it, orchestra. And yeah. Whatever. Yeah, that's what it was. He got accepted to the orchestra. Yeah, I don't know. Like, he got a job with the orchestra. Whatever. Anyways, I was about to say Philharmonic. I was like, you're throwing shit out there. Um, I was like, oh, 
Typical seventh heaven. Mm-hmm. You bring me a character that I might like for someone. I can't even handle how much I fell in love with Jeremy, okay, and Valentine's Day. <laughs> uh, yes, the perfect date. Like, oh my god. And, and then, yeah, and then for her to be like, well, I'm never going to see him again. I fell in love with him and I'm never going to see him again. I was like, this is what I don't like what this show does is you're giving me a character and you're bringing someone into their life to show this character is going to have growth, but it just makes them seem flaky Yeah. with their emotions. And I'm not seeing, and I'm not liking this in their character. Agreed. And it's whatever. I'm just, I'm tired of it. And I don't think it's going to be the last because it's just happening oh, it's just over happening. and over again. Mind you, we're only halfway through the series like, at this point. Yeah, is Priscilla going to go away when it comes oh to John? Oh my god, yeah. I, I forgot all about Priscilla because we haven't seen her in two episodes. Or like, John. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Ugh, okay. So, so she's talking about all this with someone on the phone. Yeah. Which we then find out is the mother of one of her friends. Yes. And this mother is like, let's go out. Like, Lucy, like, needs to feel better or whatever. Like, let's all go out. Which is weird. Like, let's just face it. Like, as much as I'm all about, like, cool parents and, like, being hip and shit, like, no, it's weird. Like, you shouldn't be the one instigating a going out with your daughter and your daughter's best friend. Yeah. I know. Like, you know, because it's one thing if your daughters are going to, if your daughter and her friend are going to go out and you're like, can I come? Because that's who you are. Yeah. But for you to be the one to like initiate it, it's just weird. It's one thing for you to initiate it when your daughters are older. And it's another to do this when That's they're in too. high school. Yeah, they're, like, they're, they're not even 21. They can't go to a bar. Like, they're just going to go to the pool hall. Like, yeah. what are you doing? You're not going to sit and have wine with your mom when you're 17. Exactly. Or I don't even or, know how old they or are. Or when you're 40, you're not going to sit with your daughters and have a wine while they're just staring at you. Yeah. Like, more even even weirder to think about, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that, like it's just weird. Like, let's just be honest. I know. Because... Because I have my thoughts about this whole relationship and everything. Oh, yeah. And I and I don't hate it, but I do think it's weird that she's like, let's go out. I want to take you out. You need to mm-hmm. get your mind off this boy. Like, mm, stay in your lane. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they do. <laughs> yeah. And um, so Serena's the mom. Ashley's the daughter. Mm-hmm. Who, spo- uh, spoiler alert, not even. Um, fun fact, the chick that plays Ashley... Went on to become this DJ who's like won DJing awards or whatever. Whoa. Yeah. It was one of the x-ray facts. Nice. Um, so, so anyway, so Serena comes to the door to like pick Lucy up. And she's like, oh yeah, I'm Ashley's mom. We're taking Lucy out because of Jeremy. And poor Annie's like, wait, you and Jeremy broke up? Like she has no clue. Yeah. Because Lucy's not even talking to her. Mm-hmm. And so Annie's like, as we are, like kind of like weirded out about it. But like, whatever. At least, at least she's an adult, I guess. And yeah. so she lets Lucy go. Um, and then what happens? So they go to the pool hall. Yeah, there's, but before that, there's just a lot of lines thrown like, oh, everybody thinks that Ashley and I are sisters. Oh, yeah. And of course, even Eric walks in. Serena's Ashley's mother? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, and and Ashley has to be the one to like come in and go like, can we go? Yeah, <laughs> like like she's been patiently waiting in the car. Like, yeah, like Serena's the one that came to the door to pick Lucy up. Like it's all weird. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. 
Um, so then, so yeah, so then they go to the pool hall, right? Yeah. From there. And then Serena's just like talking to some dude all day or all night or whatever mm-hmm. while Lucy and Ashley are just like looking at her. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. And then Serena comes over and pitches this. Okay. Who wants to go to Alan's party with me tomorrow night? Mom, you just met Alan. I know. That's why I can't go alone. You two have to come and protect me. He's got a lot of cute friends, and he wants you guys to come. Did you tell Alan that I'm your daughter? (gasps) Why would I do that? (laughs) Oh, please? Okay, okay, I'll go. Cute guys, I'm there. But will your parents let you go to a party thrown by someone they don't know? Hey, no problem. Just tell your parents to be out with me. A sane, rational, responsible adult. Okay, you know what sane, rational, responsible people don't do? Take their daughters to a party. Call themselves that. Yeah, that too. (laughs) That too. Like, fucking A, Serena. Really? You guys have to come and protect me. Who says that to 17-year-old girls? Yeah. Ugh. Like, what the hell kind of message is that? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So stupid. Um... But so they go, and then, okay, it's like a whole other argument now with Annie of, like, Lucy's like, can we go, Her Serena, um, Serena's going to be there the whole time, she's an adult, da-da-da, and Annie's like, mm, I don't know, it's weird, and Lucy's like, what's the big deal? And Annie then has to, like, drop a truth bomb on, on Lucy. What? She's cool. She's not like... You were going to say she's not like most moms? Moms like me, right? I didn't mean it as an insult, but... Yes, she's not like most moms. You just don't like her because she doesn't bake pies and go to church activities and make lunches. That's not true. She's fun. I like her. What's wrong with that? Serena's funness isn't the point. So are you saying I can't go? You know, you're going to be graduating soon, and you'll be off in college, and I won't be there to make these decisions for you. Should you, shouldn't you go here or there? So I think maybe it's time that you start making your own decisions. If you want to go tonight, go. Mm-hmm. I like that. I yeah. like that a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's almost the opposite of what she does with Simon. Because with Simon, she's like, I'm telling you, you don't get to go. Yeah. But with Lucy, I think it's more about like instilling that sense of responsibility in Lucy, right? Yeah. Like... Well, actually, is it, though? Because she's trying to do the same thing with Simon. I mean, she is, but... I don't know. Like, with Lucy, I mean... God, I hate this, but... I I don't even know if I'm going to make any sense. But it's true. Like, so what? I can't go? Can I go? That, That question is pretty important to figure out on your own. Like, you need to understand your surroundings or like is this something that you even want to deal with right now like you know like that's how I figure out if I want to go anywhere like do I want to deal with this this kind of personality right now am I even in the mood yeah it's just kind of like that but I think you're right I I don't know like it just yeah no you're totally right because but see but then I keep going back to the Simon thing because she she could have said the same thing to Simon well okay you know you have a paper to do 
But it's up. But if you think that you can go out tonight and still finish it on time, then go for it. That's up to you to decide. She could have. She really could have done that. But I think no. it's because of his attitude that she just. That's probably true. That's probably. I'm just thinking it's the attitude. And I think too the difference with the whole Lucy thing is like, Lucy. It's not that it's not that her parents don't want her to go to a party. You know what I mean? Like, cause cause Lucy's now sort of over that hump of like, you know, when are you gonna come home? Who are you going with? All that stuff. Like they've loosened up with her on those yeah. counts. Like like if she wants to go to a party, they're gonna let her go to this party. But I think the thing here is like, it's a party where there's really. It's not by anyone. She, like, it's just a random dude's party. Yeah. Which raises red flags for any parent or anybody, mm-hmm. you know? And the fact that it's not raising red flags for Lucy because Serena's going to be there is what makes Annie go like, okay, learn this lesson now. Yeah. Like, figure out for yourself if you're going to put yourself in a position where you're not even sure who's there, what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, you know, all that stuff. I don't know. And then, of course... They go to the party. It's a freaking nightmare. Yeah. Although, it's not clear why it's that much of a nightmare. <laughs> like, at least right away. Because the scene starts with Lucy and Ashley going like, I didn't know it was going to be like this. And we're like, like, what? It's just a party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? That's true. We don't know what it's like, but they just feel uncomfortable. They're, what, 18? They're uncomfortable. Yeah. Because it's like 20-year-olds have, you know, in like a house having yeah. this party where everyone's like hooking up or whatever yeah what are they 27 or they met they do drop an age in there and i think 27 is right that sounds right yeah so they drop an age in there and they're saying like well mom is basically talking to alan or serena whatever Mm -hmm. is talking to alan in the corner over there and they're sitting on the couch and these two guys are are looking at them and they know that they're going to come up to them and strike a conversation and apparently what it seems like they've already tried to dodge them yes like, yeah, well, it sounds like those guys have already come up to them and talked to them before. Yeah. And they successfully dodged them once. Yeah. And now they're just, like, sitting ducks and, like, it looks like they're going to come up again. Mm-hmm. So they run to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Which is smart. Yeah. Like, when in doubt, lock yourself in the bathroom. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> my my mind, oh, God, I, I, I went real childish here. But whenever they walked into the bathroom and I saw all those products, I was like, what guy has this many products? <laughs> I don't know why. And I was like, okay, focus. What are they talking about? (laughs) That is pretty funny. I wish I had paid attention. (laughs) I was like, unless he has a lot of roommates, but I I have no idea. (laughs) And then, of course, they call Annie. Yeah. well, They call her. First, they have this whole conversation, which I want to get your thoughts on this. Okay. Because I think you and I have similar mom relationships or Mm -hmm. relationships with our moms I should say or at least similar enough so they're having this conversation and Lucy is all like your mom is the coolest and she's great and like I wish my mom was like that or whatever and Ashley is like well yeah okay but like she's just she just wants to be my friend she's not really my mom Mm -hmm. like it's weird we're at this party and all she's done is like flirt with this guy yeah and like you know where are the boundaries and all that stuff and so she, so ash is like lamenting not having a mom like um like annie mm-hmm. and lucy's lamenting not having a mom like serena yeah and i just want to get your thoughts on 
having a mom like one or the other or whatever like your I'm, thoughts on your relationship I guess I, I guess look I mean it's just so funny because that this episode did make me think about my relationship with my mom yeah and I guess well I don't care I I know that I'm old school when it comes to I think what relationships mothers and daughters should have hmm. and I think the relationship that Ashley has with Serena is really unhealthy my mom, she, I don't know how she did it. <laughs> I really don't know because she had a, I, I want to say she had a great balance between when my mom was my mother and when my mom was a friend. And I know that I couldn't get anything past her because mm-hmm. she would call me out on it. And, and I know that I wouldn't want to cross the line with her because I don't want to say there was that fear because fear is not the right word. There was that line of like, you have crossed the line. Mm-hmm. So I know that there there was that between her and I. But what annoyed me whenever I was a kid was people, oh, look, your mom looks like your sister. I've heard that shit all my <laughs> life, which wasn't a big deal until people were starting to compare me and my mother. Oh, yeah. When literally they started to compare, that was my issue. And my mom would hear me speak up and my mom would speak up too. Because when they would be like, oh, why aren't you like your... I was like, no, no, no. What are you trying to do here? You don't know the relationship I have with my mother. So why are you trying to create something that's not even there? Exactly. People are like projecting their own opinions or thoughts or ideas about your relationship onto you. That happened a lot whenever I was a kid and that really bothered me and that bothered my mom too. Which that's good. Yeah. Because because if if it didn't bother her as much as it bothered you or vice versa, then there there would be that conflict of like she would play into it, you would would hate her even more for that, you would resent her for it, all that stuff. So when someone would throw like some kind of bullshit comment like that, my mom would say, she's my daughter. (laughs) That's all she would have to say. She's my daughter. And that's it. And I was like, perfect answer. And I was like, that, and I would say, that's my mom. <laughs> like, I would just say, that's my mom. Yeah. When they try to, you know, pin you against your own mother, I hate that shit. Yeah. Like, how, A, how dare you? B, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> I'm sorry, you just reminded me of that a scene from The Office. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Which one? So, Ryan has come back to Scranton from New York where he's now like some CEO boss man or whatever and Uh he's all like high and mighty about it and he's broken up with Kelly and so he comes back to Scranton and he's like having like a conference like you know like like in their conference room or whatever and he's talking to them or whatever and he goes any questions and Kelly chimes in and goes yeah I have a question how dare you (laughs) (laughs) oh I miss the office that's like one of my favorite moments of all time on that show. Yeah, I have a question. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No. So, totally like same same with me and my mom. <laughs> like, yeah. totally. Because, well, slightly different in that, like, I don't think anybody ever, at least to my face, like, um, tried to compare me to her or like draw parallels mm-hmm. or anything like that. But in in the sense that like my mom again, I don't know how she did it, but yeah. like great job of like like walking that line of 
when she's someone that I can talk to and just like vent to and like be with and mm-hmm. like have on my corner, you know? Mm-hmm. And when she's my mom and like she's the authority and yeah. like there's there's a boundary and there's like a line of respect or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which is not to say that I didn't try to like pull shit you know, oh, we her. all do. Yeah, and I think it's part of growing up, right? You like, want to learn what, what your limits are, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, she was always like really good, and to this day, like amongst my friends and stuff who I've grown up with and who have grown up with her as well. Like to this day, my mom is like the cool mom. Like, yeah. Because because what 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 has happened as I, as I've gotten older and as our relationship has like transitioned from like mother daughter and like as we get closer to like we're just like you know, like we're just cool like we're just people that like know each other and can hang out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like as that has happened to our relationship, like she just has remained very like not nosy and not like super domineering or controlling and just like sort of like let me have my life and like mm-hmm. like let me be me you know yeah but I also think that a lot of that has to do with the fact that like she she also had a very independent life like mm-hmm. as she was growing up with and her relationship with her mom like her relationship her mom and her are only 20 years apart and so that's that comes with its own set of yeah. like differences and things, you know, especially mm-hmm. considering it was like the sixties too, and that's a whole other time, yeah. and, you know, and all that stuff. And like, yeah, like my mom, like my mom is, is is of the generation and like of the group and stuff where she fucking smoked weed, she did yeah. all the shit, she knows what's up. So she's never gonna tell me like, don't do that, you know, yeah. or whatever. Like we're never gonna have that relationship, and she's gonna flat out like. Just tell me, like, her own experiences, and we're always going to bond over that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, which I feel like has its place. Mm-hmm. And that's why I struggle. I struggle a lot with what Annie tells Serena at the end, which I want to play the clip. Okay. You know, uh, just because you bake cookies and make lunches and drive a carpool does not make you better than me. It doesn't make you a better mother. I'm a good mother, too. This isn't about us. This is about you and your daughter. This is about you growing up and acting your age. It's about you being an adult so she can be a child. It's called parenthood, and it has nothing to do with cookies and everything to do with raising children, helping them find their way, being there for them, putting their needs first. How is your daughter supposed to learn how to be a mother if you won't be a mother to her? I don't know, man. I struggle with anybody telling anybody else how to be a mother. I I hear you. That I hear you. But when Ashley is bringing her shit out in this front lawn and is basically, I think she's flat out asking for help. I think that's true too. That, you and, get what I'm and, saying? Well, in fact, it's right after where I've cut the clip is like, Serena turns to Ashley and goes like, I don't know what you want. And Ashley's like, I don't know, but it's not this. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I think you're right there. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Mm-hmm. But I just, you know, you're right. No, I just, that's the only thing. But I agree, like, with what you're saying. Who can tell someone else what to do and how to be a mother? And th- I don't know. I don't know what the final... Maybe if I were to have a kid, maybe I would be like, nah, Annie, you're right. Like, but see, but maybe. even then, but even then, you're going to be whatever kind of mother you are. Yeah. And how dare anybody 
come to you and be like, you're a bad mom. Yeah. You know, I mean, of course there are things that are wrong and there are things that are right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like they're universal things. I'm not even talking Mm -hmm. about specifically what's happening in this episode, just in general. Like, like it's wrong to drive drunk with your kids in the car. Right. Like we can agree on that. Yes. Okay. And there's many things like that that are wrong and that are right. But, and I guess, I guess you could also say, okay, maybe it's wrong for Serena to like, bring her underage daughter to a frat house or wherever this is Mm -hmm. to like a party where there's drinking and inappropriate behavior and stuff like that. Maybe that's also categorically wrong. But for Annie to be like motherhood or parenthood and how's your daughter supposed to know what kind of mother to be? Like, really? I think we're crossing some lines here. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It is hard. And and I don't know even know if it's hard because we're not moms. I think it's hard, period. Yeah. Because because anybody who's who is a mom or a parent will tell you like parenting's hard anyway. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because there's no right answer, and that's the thing too. Is everyone will tell you like there's no right answer. There's you don't know like there's no rule book. No. There's no way. There's no right path. You just sure. gotta, you just gotta do it, mm-hmm. you know? You're gonna make mistakes as a parent. Yeah. And you just gotta hope that, like, that you have an overarching sort of compass that's guiding you and that you're listening to, like, your gut, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that you're not endangering your children. I feel like that's the best you can do yeah. as a parent is, like, yeah. just don't endanger your children. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, And everything else is, like, it's going to be whatever it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so I think that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's rate the episode. Sure. You have to go first giving it a six because not everything was great not everything was that bad yeah if anything i can say it created a fun discussion with you and i so i agree that's why i'm gonna give it a six i am going to agree with you right now in the moment because i didn't write my scores down when <laughs> i watched the episode <laughs> oops <laughs> um I forgot to, but but you're right. It, this is totally just like another episode. I didn't hate it. You know what? I'm I'm gonna go with a five actually. Okay. I'm gonna give it a five because it's really just it's just fine. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. I think for the first time I went lower than you, I like, like in it. our history. I like it. But yeah, I stick by it. Okay. All right. Well, as always. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us at For Heaven's Sake Pod on all the places, including Tumblr. Or send us an email at show at gmail.com. And yeah, until next time, bye. Bye.